This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, Carm Capriato, the Service Aftermarket's podcast pioneer. Join me each week for aftermarket insights from my guest host and an industry first, a virtual shop tour. Use the industry's premier podcast as your personal networking resource. And as always, know that you'll learn one thing. The video for this show is on the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz or on my YouTube channel. Hey, good afternoon to all my aftermarket peeps in North America. It's Carm Capriato, Aftermarket Weekly, Week 117, with my friend Patrick Schneidt from Performance Auto Repair, Fort Collins, Colorado. Hey, good to have you all here. Hey, don't forget, everyone, the uh, Apex Service Awards are coming up uh, to be actually given out on November 1st at the keynote in Las Vegas at Apex this year. Shop owner, service advisor, technician of the year. The deadline for those nominations are August 31st. That is of this month. Listen, We've had so many great winners in the last couple of years. It'll be the third annual. It's near and dear to my heart. I know you know an owner. I know you know a service advisor. I know you know a technician that it's just doing an outstanding job, not only for you, for your company, uh, their company, and or the community and all the training that they get. So uh, please uh, dig down deep inside, do a nomination. When you go to aapexshow.com slash service awards, you'll get a chance to actually print the application so that you can see all that is required. Hey, I'd like you to meet Pat Schneidt. Hello, Pat. How are you, my friend? Doing just great, Carm. Thank you for having me today. Hey, Tracy and I are heading to Dorman in September. Wait till you see the field trip we have planned there. Knuckles. We all know our important connection points between the wheel and the vehicle suspension, connecting hubs, bearings, calipers, struts, and control arms. Steering and suspension knuckles often need replacement after collisions, curb strikes, or rust-related issues, and bearings can simply wear out, often after 75,000 miles. Unfortunately, when it comes time to replace a knuckle or a press-in bearing, there's often rust. That can result in hours of labor that require a shop press and risks potentially damaging the knuckle or backing plate. Dorman has created a time-saving solution with their loaded knuckles. These knuckles are complete assemblies that are tech-preferred. They are an easy bolt-on solution for difficult bearing and knuckle replacements that save significant time and money for you and your customer. Hey, want to know more about Dorman? Visit dormanproducts.com slash tour. Pat, you did an episode with Matt Wagg and Bill Haas a few weeks back now. It's Town Hall Academy. Um, I can't remember the number off the top of my 286. 286. It was so phenomenal that, you know, after it was done and it got released, I have talked to so many independent repair shop owners about listening to this and, uh, and the discoveries that come from this. So I thank you for doing that. This is going to be one of those legacy episodes where people say, hey, uh, I, I want to try to tweak and fix my shop. What could I do about it? And the answer is a repair order audit. Thank you so much for that. Hey, well, listen, let's talk some business, my friend. Um, Pat, let's talk about the culture inside of uh, performance auto repair. Let's, uh, what's going on there? You know, we've been in the business now seven years. I'm a late entry into this uh, industry. 
And um, one of the things I think that surprised me the most, Carm, was just how hard it is to retain and attract a good team. So we've got a small shop, you know, three technicians, two service advisors, and myself. And I think just this year, I can say best team we've ever had. So it took a lot to put it together. Very proud of, of my team and, and the, the efforts we've made there. And that's what we've got going on. Well, how long have you been in business? Let's see. The shop opened in 1991. Okay. Uh, the original owner retired seven years ago and our family purchased it from him. So personally, I've been here seven years. You've been there seven years under your leadership? Correct. Yes, sir. And you're at a stage seven years later that you feel extremely confident you've built the team and that whole retention piece that they're going to stick around. Yes, sir. I think um, in many ways, we've said this a lot this spring. This is our time. It's finally come together. It feels like, uh, for lack of a better word, we're hitting on all cylinders. And uh, the team has really just done a, a fantastic job. So we've got a technical team, just a great sales team. And yeah, the sky is the limit this year. So. Pat, help me understand some attributes that uh, made this culture work. Transparency, open, honest communications. What was it? Yes. Uh, transparency, open, honest communication is huge. So, you know, I noticed uh, in your previous ad, you were talking about uh, your podcast coming up next week. I saw Malin Newton's picture on there. So Malin and I go way back. Uh, he's uh, one of the guys that uh, introduced me to Mr. Bill Haas, who we've been coaching with for four years. And they've helped bring some discipline to the business. Um, on my personal side, I'm a very open, easy to approach, kind of a nice guy kind of a personality. And between those two things, that's really driven the business. I would say in the seven years, the last four years successively have been best year ever. And we're on track to do it again this year. So, Hey, what did you do? Pay Malin five bucks to hang out and watch this show? How nice. <laughs> Good to see you, Malin. As people tell me, uh, Malin and Bill, they're definitely car guys, right? So they get it. They understand the industry and we're proud to be affiliated with them. So good to hear when you go back and you think about, you know, what did you know around the next corner about being a leader and an owner of a, of a business? Now you see it from the outsider's perspective, but until you put the boots and the pants on, man, it's a learning curve. And it's great to hear that you credit the coaching period and the coaching industry as a whole for helping you. Definitely. You know, I think uh, it's, it's good to have that stable force and, and someone to bounce ideas off of. Obviously, the shop owner, it's a lonely role. Unless you reach out and you have a peer network, it's a little tough, right? You can't hang out with the guys like you used to. And it's a little different that way. So. I get it. So an apprentice going on in your place. I can't wait to talk about apprenticing because it is absolutely a way we're going to stack our future. Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about Jason Randolph. He's our technician. He's been with us just about a year and a half now as an apprentice came off a ranch in Nebraska and just is working out fantastically. Very sharp young man. <laughs> wait a minute. He came off of a ranch. Did he move to your place? Well, his family brought him here, actually. Um, he's got uh, grandparents here and uh, family on his wife's side as well. So they knew they wanted to move. We're in Colorado, about an hour north of Denver, on the front range of the Rockies. So just a beautiful place to live. Moved here, found another job, and knew he wanted to break into this industry, but wasn't quite sure how to do that. And so together, we've kind of found that path. So the apprentice program, is this something you created yourself? Are you with another program? No, this is uh, kind of off the books. It's it's a homegrown program. It's not quite as formal as the program that Napa has now. They do actually, in the last couple of years, offer a Napa-sponsored or Napa-endorsed apprentice program. 
our program was internal and has some of those same components, but obviously we could formalize it a little bit, um, but it's, it's working out well for us so far. Let's talk about Jason Randolph. Did he have any experience at all? So no automotive technician experience. Obviously, growing up on the ranch had uh, definitely one of the things uh, being out on the ranch is that, you know, if your vehicle's broken down and you can't fix it, you're not going to get home or you're not going to get to town. So you're motivated to learn how, right? So he brought that mechanical aptitude, if you will. Um, at the time, we had a master technician uh, who is not with us currently, but was willing to take Jason under his wing and teach him. And that was also very good. So provide the structure kind of bite-sized pieces, if you will, working around the car, getting to do some of the uh, lube services, oil changes, uh, preventive maintenance inspections first, and then progressing from there. What do you see Jason excelling at? Jason just loves anything mechanical, but he really enjoys engine work. And um, so, in fact, as a side project, we allowed him or asked him to replace an engine in one of our shop loaner cars, which is a Toyota Camry. And he took on the whole project all by himself, asked a lot of questions, didn't accept any help, got the motor in and the car's running great about six months later. So, so it's, it's been a, a real fun experience that way. So is his training more OJT? Are you doing any formal training? Is he going to any schooling, uh, you know, some leader led classes? Thank you for mentioning training. So obviously through the COVID period, um, hands-on face-to-face training has been a little bit lacking. Jason goes to every class he can physically find. Uh, we also are a uh, all-access pass member with AVI, the video training uh, offered on the internet. And Jason uh, spends evenings and weekends um, just eating up those classes. So currently he's uh, attempting to get registered to take some ASE certifications. We are uh, an ASE believer He's not currently certified, but he's working towards that. And so from an aptitude or a training appetite, he just loves it. He eats it up and uh, he can't get enough. So <laughs> I love it. His appetite for training and, and learning and being a perpetual student. One of my favorite two words for being a perpetual student. I'm excited to hear your excitement. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I woke up this morning saying it's going to be a good day. Some days you just feel it. And uh, the, today's one of those. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Well, you know, we could go on and we could talk for an awful, awful long time, but we're not because I, I really want to get inside and get the tour of your business. So thanks so much for this great, great dialogue. Now, we had a lot of great new listens this week, everyone. Let me share with you an episode that came out today in an interview I did with uh, NHRA champion Ron Caps at the Napa Expo. Of course, Napa sponsors them, and they were Napa was kind enough to work all the details out with his manager, who's from Buffalo, which I am. So it was a little connection there, and and it is a great episode because he went out on his first shot of being, you know, his own car owner, and we related that to the interesting. The challenges and struggles at uh, building your own shop. And it was a great interview. I loved it. I, I can't wait to hopefully uh, see Ron actually do a race someday. Matt Fonslow had an episode, Why Aren't We Mimicking Other Skilled Trades for Apprentices? And, uh, you know, kind of right up our alley here, Pat, that what we just talked about. And Hunt Demarest, interest rates. You think you may be smart about business acumen until you hear Hunt talk 
<laughs> and the, this interest rate one was very interesting. And then in the uh, from the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker, the two books you must read if you're involved in your shop's marketing. Those are just four of the episodes that uh, went out this week. So uh, hopefully as you find your time to listen, you'll enjoy some of these many podcasts from the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, let's go out and take a look at Pat's shop in what we call our every week sponsored by Dorman virtual tour. Yeah, thank you. We're in a, a residential, semi-residential part of Fort Collins, um, and they're, uh, Fort Collins is a big believer in greenery and green space and trees, so you'll see that throughout the city. Beautiful. How many bays? Uh, six bays, uh, five two-post lift, and uh, bay number six is a hunter alignment machine. The building being 31 years old, um, not much of a waiting room. You'll see as we pan to the right is our small waiting area. Yeah, but it looks so professional and so clean. Thank you. Yes, just painted, just put new floors, got our logo in the floor here this spring, a little bit of a shop shop up facelift, if you will. I love that. Oh, look at this. I mean, there's the profiles and the outlines of the entire team. Absolutely. Yes. So technicians on the left, service advisors in the middle, um, my wife and I on the right, and uh, listing their basic uh, bio, and then uh, ASE certifications beneath. So so look at Pat, this isn't hard to do. No, easy to do. And uh, it gets a lot of interest from our customers. I bet you. How proud. Here's my family. I'll put it up on the wall, wear it proudly. And when people do want to come in and they, they have a few minutes, maybe between waiting for a phone to be answered or getting them processed in, they have a chance to take a look at uh, some of the bios on your people. Well, you know, it just, it lends a little credibility. Um, our team are people just like our customers are people. And when you get to know, you know, peel back a layer, get to know them a little bit, uh, things just get a little friendlier. Everyone should be copying that if they already aren't. Nice, clean bathroom. Did Tracy ask you how many hooks were in there? Uh, she did not. There are two on the back of the door, though. Perfect. That's exactly what she wants to know. I had to do that. I, I saw that in a previous episode. <laughs> oh, there's Margot Schmidt, our uh, other service advisor, career car girl, absolute rock star. Back to the parts room. We don't keep a lot of inventory, mostly fluids and filters, of course. BG service machines. We are a BG service shop. Uh, new air compressor there last year. A little electrical uh, diagnostic cart. And then that's looking out into the shop from the backside. So... How many years has this building been an automotive repair center? 31 years this year, yep. And it's clean, it's organized. You, you, you need to be so proud of all the extra work you do to make it happen. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's definitely a pride point for us. We work hard at it. It's amazing how fast it gets dirty, though. As everybody knows, this is not a terribly clean industry. Oh, this is a good point. This is our uh, big whiteboard, uh, kind of a dispatch overview priorities board. Uh, morning huddles are held here. Right. And so we are a shopware shop, meaning we have totally electronic communication between service advisor, technician and customer. But this just helps keep the one big picture priority for each technician. Excellent. I love how you and your morning huddles are held at the board. Yes, sir. How many shop owners that you know have that morning huddle? You know, that's a great question. Um, I can't say it was my original idea. I actually stole that from an ATI uh, boot camp. <laughs> No one needs to invent any great things. You just need to steal shamelessly and make them your own. Total truth right there. Oh, you can sneak out, sneak outside from the back there, I see, huh? 
Yes. Oh, there's Christopher Willie, great technician for us. A uh, little extra storage in the back. All of the six bays are pulled through doors. Of course, since the shop was built, pickup trucks and toolboxes have gotten bigger. Hence the Connexes in the back that they're storing some stuff there. Yep. And then uh, we're moving down to uh, Dane. He is our lead technician and Dane is our engine diagnostics guy. And I think we actually have an oscilloscope set up on this Camry and, and tracking some uh, engine parameters. There's our Hunter alignment rack. Waste oil tank is stored inside because it's winter here half the year, you know. And just looking at his engine diagnostics, he's got this telescope set up on the on the Camry. Love the big TV. You know, it's almost like every every Diag bench has to have something that big. Exactly. Just uh, makes it looking for it a lot easier. And you can also watch your TV shows on that too, right? That's right. Yep, you can. <laughs> or your podcast, can we can watch oh, our podcast? My, but yes, exactly right. <laughs> So now we're getting upstairs. This is, uh, you know, uh, employee changing area and then uh, back inside of the office. So uniforms there, bathroom, shower. Let's see, as we get back into the office, a little break room. We've got a refrigerator, microwave, of course, standard stuff for water and coffee. A training area here. Something I did notice when I saw the tour you did with Matt Wegg in Nebraska. He's got a training area in his upstairs. We do as well. You'll see a computer off to the right. And uh, there's a little bookshelf around the corner that's got all of our training manuals on it from the classes that we've attended. Excellent. Uh, see, there is your technician resume. It's there for everyone to see. You can reference the books. That's right. Anyone who didn't attend a class that someone else did can at least open a book, look at some footnotes, look at some diagrams, some case studies. That's right. As, as Matt said, you know, I know it's in one of these books. Let me just find it. It'll take me a minute. <laughs> I know exactly right. Ever do any lunch and learn things up here? We do. Yes. Um, so we're big with Napa. We're big with BG. Our outside sales rep with BG comes and does classes on the, the fluids and services there. So yes, quite often, in fact. And we have uh, shop meetings every two weeks, uh, shop buys lunch. And then we're getting into my office. This is where I'm sitting at the moment. And over my right shoulder, there's a, a look out into the shop so you can see all six bays. And I can open that sliding glass door and have a conversation with the technicians. So Excellent. What are you doing, Pat? I mean, you're not working the counter or in the bays. You're just running the business. No, that's exactly right. And I think this year for the first time ever, I'm working uh, at least a day a week at home. And uh, when I'm here, sometimes I feel like I'm not even busy because our crew has just got things running, you know, which is great. I do the bills and the marketing and, you know, that sort of stuff. When you're that one day at home, do you get nervous and worried that you need to be there and pay attention to what's going on? Or do you just get in your software and watch things happen and work on the business instead of in it? I mean, the mental gap of getting to where you are, was that tough? Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, so definitely right now it's the latter. So I'm working on the business. I'm not worried whatsoever. Of course, we do have communication if they need to slack me. We use slack, we use text, all that. I used to worry about it a lot. In the first three, four years, I couldn't stop worrying about it. But now it's just good quality head time to focus on it. Whatever issue is in front of the business. And I don't worry at all. Our team has just got things handled. And it's because of what you said in the beginning of the show. Hey, we've built and retained and our culture is so great. That's got to be the comfort zone for you. Absolutely. It's just amazing to me how complex the business is and how long it took to build that. But now that we're here, it really feels good. So when you're at home, do you do any thinking like, what am I doing for retention? What am I doing for recruitment? I mean, are those always on your mind? Absolutely. So this year we did two big things. Um, we went from six paid holidays a year to nine, uh, trying to give people more four day weekends so they have time with their families. 
so that was a big step, obviously, for the business. And then the second thing we did for the first time ever, we brought health insurance benefits uh, to the team. So pretty proud of those. And obviously, there's decisions there, numbers, finances. Can we afford it? All of that. But we've worked really hard to do that. And it is to both attract and retain that talent. So Wow. Uh, so proud of you. Great stuff. Uh, I mean, everything that I continue to hear in the industry and the trends that are critically important to sustain and grow a great business, it sounds like you are on every one of those. Oh, thank you so much, Carmen. It's just a real pleasure to be here and, and it's great to be associated with you and Tracy. You guys are doing great things for the industry. So really proud to be here. Happy to be here. Thanks for your contributions. We're going to have you on more too. So thank you to, uh, to Patch Knight Performance Auto Repair, Fort Collins, Colorado. This is out on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it. It's going to be out as a podcast coming up this particular Saturday. Always uh, so many ways that you can get all the great content that we do. Thanks again, Patch Knight, and uh, for all of our great supporters of the uh, Aftermarket Radio Network, Remarkable Results Radio, and the Town Hall Academy. Good to see you. Have a great week. Thank you. Have a good week. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time... 